back. Before you had a chance to miss us, hello again, friends, and welcome to the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But of course, me and G, we're not anti, we're just simply pro wrestling. Love it. My name's Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey. And welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for lending us your time as always. And we do hope you had an opportunity to check out our interview from earlier this week with the wonderful Jay from the Dragon Gate Network. It was our first exposure to Dragon Gate here on this very podcast. And what a thorough, insightful and interesting conversation that was. Jay was the absolute man. So big ups to him for his time. You enjoy that one, G? I did. It was so fun to finally be able to dip our toes into the world of Dragon Gate. 100%. And you know, Jay made a real point of emphasizing Mm. the family environment that is Dragon Gate and I've been really feeling the love already on social media after that episode drops people with some really nice comments you did get the sense there was a a real sort of fraternal vibe so yeah thanks so much for everybody that commented and glad you enjoyed it anyway moving on we got a few bits to talk about just going to keep this one relatively brief because that was quite a long episode early in the week but just to get two in uh we're going to chat around the houses and the first thing I've got to talk about Gareth is that I have seen some live wrestling. Gasp. As in, in the flesh, in without the Without me. Without you, you were unavailable. Let's, let's, yeah. I was at the Come. Green Party Conference. Let us not dramatize this. For <laughs> Much more listeners. exciting. <laughs> you were changing the world for the better. I was in Froome watching a wrestling show. But it was a good show indeed. Uh, little regional promotion, CSF Wrestling, that tour around the Southwest here. Um, really good bunch of guys there's a lot of fun uh, a chap by the name of the english line eddie ryan is a fellow who i had the absolute pleasure of training with during my brief stint as a wrestler uh, he's a really lovely bloke and he's turned into a bloody good professional wrestler with some oh, nice. damn fine forearms as well Ooh. not in the sense of those are fine forearms but in the sense <laughs> that he really hits them hits them sweetly in a, in a quite a suzuki fashion if i could yeah bestow some praise but yeah, it was really good stuff also i really want to shout out jake mccluskey versus dan mcgee who in the middle of this you know reasonably well situated events hall in deepest darkest somerset in front of a packed crowd decided you know what we're not going to phone this one in we're going to go for some melts of stars here <laughs> and just went absolutely crazy and it was a belt of a match I, I went with a couple of people that hadn't seen any professional wrestling before oh, no way and that was the one that caught their attention. They couldn't sure. believe the stuff that was going on. So there we go. Um, nice. So a really fun day out anyway. So big ups to CSF Wrestling for that. Nice to be, uh, you know, back ringside after nearly two years for you. Yeah, 100%. So we got to figure this out, mate, and get to a show yeah. as soon as possible. Pretty jealous. Too, I know. We'll do this, though. We'll do this. And if anybody is over here in the UK and there's any shows on the horizon that you're thinking of going to, let us know. We want to hear about them. Yeah. We want to hear about your experience as well. So, you know, give us a shout. Anyway, there's loads going on in the wrestling world, but I don't think there's a bigger story than the Ring of Honor situation, yeah. which kind of revealed itself earlier this week. So for those that don't know, a short synopsis is that As far as we know from the final battle pay-per-view onwards, that's going to be it for Ring of Honor for for the foreseeable. All their talent are going to be released from their contracts at the end of their year. They can work with whoever they want 
almost immediately, actually. So mm-hmm. the Briscoes turned up in GCW a couple of weeks ago and scooped the tag titles. So clearly that's indicative of that. And then there's going to be something of a reset, not just in terms of story or creative, but for the company as a whole, they have mm. flagged coming back next year, but it does feel very final. And it's, it's quite sad, you know, it's sad for the talent involved. Clearly, you know, past guest Adam Brooks, who actually never got to nice. wrestle inside a ring of honor ring, despite being signed for all this time. Kellyanne as well. Another good example Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, really, really heartbreaking. Really feel for all the talent. Yeah. Um, real, real, real shame um, for, you know, for a number of people, you know, Session Moth as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Haskins. Yeah. Just a lot of people from this neck of the woods that unfortunately, yeah, that's, that's the end of the ROH road for them. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's really rough. And uh, I think the, the chaps on the Wrestling Observer radio suggested that going forward, ROH is going to run like an indie again. Yes. So just using who's available as opposed to locking people down mm. to contracts. And it's a tough pill to swallow in that regard, because I think the suggestion is that the fact that they honored everybody's contracts so well during the pandemic. and They did right by their talent. They did. And it, I think the suggestion is that that has caught up with them a little bit, mm. which is which is horrible because they really did look after people well and they should be commended for that but there we go that's the situation at the second it's a real shocker to be honest with you because that's a huge roster you think about who's actually available oh man and look ring of honor i don't think has been the same for a long time you know you and i have spoken positively of our exposures to it on the podcast Mm. particularly the pure title tournament stands out um from from during the, the lockdown period but it hasn't had the buzz or the excitement around it that it once had. Yeah. And that's a shame. But if you go back to its its beginnings, it's a powerhouse promotion that has literally evolved the entire wrestling yeah. landscape. You know, we were saying before we started recording, if you were to do a bit of a deep dive, how many WrestleManias have been main evented by former RH champions? There's going to be quite a few in there when you think about Danielson, Seth Rollins, Punk. You know, there, there's going to be names on that list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, they really revolutionized just, not just wrestling, but the way that the main event style in, in the big companies, yeah. you know, what that now looks like. Yeah, before, if you go back to the, the early noughties when RH was really in its pomp, there were guys like, Alex Shelley, for example, who were never going to get a look in. That's what you read. They were never going to get a look in. And then you fast forward to now, and there are people of that size Mm -hmm. and ilk that are regularly featured as as main event players. Yeah, That's the impact that it's had. It's absolutely massive. And the amount of names that it's produced as well, just crazy. It's been the spiritual successor to... Uh, ECW in a lot of ways in the, 100%. how it's kind of influenced the industry uh, in North America. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right on that. It's a great, a great callback. And you know, even in how they've introduced foreign talent as mm-hmm. well, you know, the way that ECW brought over great Sasuke and Gato and Gato and people like that. Yeah. You know, we spoke to Jay about it earlier this week, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the exactly. Dragon Gate expose, they had the Noah guys, the New Japan guys. So Ring of Honor really instrumental in highlighting a lot of those wrestlers from japan mm-hmm. 
I think it was ROH that got the first Meltzer rated five star match in North America in years and years and years, you know, so the the quality of the wrestling going on there was, you know, pretty much second to none. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's a rough one, man. I really hope they do come back. But it's, you know, regardless of how it's going to shake out, yeah. it's clearly not going to be the same company that it was before. No. And there's there's a degree of sentimentality attached to that. Just to kind of give you an idea of how deep my ROH sort of fandom went, I remember staying up all hours into the night following the results coming in from live shows on the ROH uh, official forums. Oh, man, you know, the during forums. Like 2004, 2005, 2006, yeah. that sort of era. Yeah, yeah. It was really the CM Punk Raven feud that really got me hooked on, because, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Raven from his sort of ECW days. And, yeah, that feud with CM Punk is what, and the promos that went up online was like, hey, I got to see this, and then turned me into the biggest CM Punk fan, you know, to the point where, I made my dad drive me to York Hall to watch CM Punk wrestle in the UK. And it's only been like 15, 16, you know, so yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that's that's how far back it goes, you know, to, to, to 2002, 2003. You know, I remember getting Error of Honor Begins from a tape trader and watching the very first show and that triple threat that main evented that first show just absolutely Man. blew my mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you got me onto Ring of Honor mm. and it was it was very reminiscent of when, if you've been watching WWF for a while, when you first get sight of the Cruiserweights in WCW or you first watch some ECW, like, oh, yeah. whoa, what is this? It's like you're unlocking different levels. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, this is all new stuff. I've not seen anything like this before. And Ring of Honor was really the sort of vanguard of that for the time. It was the cutting edge of mm. professional wrestling. Absolutely, you know. And but we're always so far behind on on that stuff because you know it was coming up at a time where uh, BitTorrent wasn't a thing and you know, <laughs> streaming services weren't a thing and. Yeah. You know, so you had to tape trade, you had to, you'd find the odd match here or there, maybe on like Kazaa or LimeWire or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was really just seeing a full show was, you know, nigh and impossible. And, you know, except for months and months down the line, yeah. you really had to kind of, you just, and you'd hear all these names, you'd see all these different people online. And it was so exciting to like finally see people in action as well. You know, names you'd read about in Power Slam maybe, and you'd be like, oh, they sound really interesting. And then you'd finally get to get to see them. Them. Yeah, it's so true. I remember the first RH show being covered in Power Slam mm-hmm. and it just looked wild. You know, you had Loki in there who just visually is always somebody I thought looked impressive. Like, yeah. Oh man, this guy looks great. It was spanky and people like that. And yeah, it was just so exciting. And I kind of, in many ways, I miss those days because yeah. you you absolutely appreciated, mm. you know, what you got. You know, when it finally arrived, it was an exciting thing. And it's the PWG model these days, isn't it? And, you know, they're never going to, I I, th- I think they're always going to try and keep their product relatively exclusive. And that's probably the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, we've been fans for, for a long time. I have to say that for me, you know, I stopped following it quite so regularly when they moved to HDNet and had like the weekly, the weekly shows. Mm. Um, so after the like first like pay-per-view era, you know, I remember seeing the original Ladder War, you know, stuff like that. And then it's kind of tapered off a little bit after that for me, you know, yeah. still kind of kept my toe in, but yeah, not my sort of super fandom, unfortunately sort of did, did sort of wane a little bit, but yeah. you know, 
I think they'll go down as probably at this point that peak era of about 2004 to 2008. You know, yeah. it's probably like my favorite run of any promotion ever. Yeah, 100%. I absolutely agree. And we had a lot of fun with ROH. So I went to a couple of shows over here in the UK. Yeah. Do you remember the, oh, I forget, was, was it Broxburn or something? Brox, yeah, Broxburn. Broxburn. And we were in the lobby and all the guys were out mm-hmm. signing autographs, which is great. But Austin Aries, a cider, he literally just walked into the room and was like, who wants to buy Austin Aries a beer? And we're, you know, the, <laughs> right, the three okay. of us, it's just us two and a mate. We're like, oh, yeah, okay, we will. And no, you know, none of us drank or have you. And, you know, Sam chatted to us for a while. It was very pleasant. And then we got talking to... This dude, he just randomly came up to us and started talking whilst he was smoking a cigar. And my my friend and and I were completely none the wiser. But as soon as he left, I remember you turned to us and like, did you know who that was? Yeah. It was uh Carrie Silken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So good, good, good times. That good was times, that was a great yeah. show. Throw, throwing toilet roll at poor old Jimmy Rave. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what hard times Jimmy Rave has mm. fallen on as well. Man, he was. He was a wonderful performer, wasn't he? So yeah, absolutely. So he's, he, if you don't know, he's um, just had to have uh, both of his legs amputated. Um, so there is a crowdfunder out there for him. So if you know, if you are able to donate, um, you know, have have the sort of spare money, please do go ahead and sort of donate to to Jimmy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Much love to Jimmy Rave. Yeah, lots of good times, man. What were your highlights if you had a? It sounds like an obituary, and hopefully it isn't. But no. you know, if you were to go through as a a, a couple of peak points what stands out to you so i think one of the first things was just that initial massive title reign for samoa joe that was just, it i remember just being every time he defended like is this gonna be it you know like and he just kept on plowing through people and then the culmination of that his title defense at final battle 2004 with against austin aries is pr- i would say probably the match i've watched more times than any other yeah yeah, that was wild, wasn't it? That whole title reign was incredible and really set the bar for title reigns of its type, I mm-hmm. felt. And I never wanted to see Samoa Joe book differently. No. You know, I always wanted him to be unbeatable for the longest time. You know, as soon as he started dropping pinfalls, it, it was very much a territory thing, wasn't yeah. it? As soon as he started dropping dropping matches, then move him on. You know, yeah, he's, lost, he, lost that aura a little bit. Yeah, he should be winning, man. Mm. Um, yeah, you're so right. That was a great time. You know, and then I think another really great thing about it for me during that period was just how much um, Brian Danielson evolved in front of your eyes. Like, because oh he was word. always an amazing wrestler from day one. But just as he got that sort of confidence and that personality and the, you know, I've got till five and just being a pure yeah. and adulterated dickhead. Because that know. really wasn't there for the longest time, was it? You know, I, he was great to watch, but he was a little dull. Yeah. Which is, it sounds mental to think that you was <laughs> talking about Brian Danielson and saying that he used to be dull, but he kind of mm-hmm. did. But oh my gosh, yeah, that was revolutionary. It was just like some a switch flicked in his head mm. and all of a sudden he really got it. And I, th- I suppose to be fair, you have to really credit WWE for taking that and harnessing mm-hmm. it. And Definitely. you know, helping him evolve even further to the the character that you see today, who's just killing things. I credit um, the Butlins tours to uh, bringing out in him. Do you remember? Were you with us when he he was in Salisbury, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wrestling as the American Dragon, but under a mask? Yeah, yeah, that was wild. The amount of people that we've had through Salisbury City. I Hall. know it's wild, <laughs> isn't it? 
the quality, the quality people. I just remember us going to shows in Salisbury and us being like the only people that were aware of how good, you know, these guys were stars to us. I remember like Doug Williams coming through and Chad Collier and Chad Collier. Yeah. People like that, that, and I remember like running home because a lot of these shows, they didn't announce the cards beforehand. It was just, you got there and so-and-so was on the card. I remember running home from a show at Salisbury City Hall because I lived within Easy Walkinism and grabbing a ROH DVD that I had at home that both both men were on and running back to get them signed. And I don't, don't think they ever expected to see an ROH DVD in sort of parochial little Salisbury. No, no, I remember you know, accosting Doug Williams outside where he was being hurried along by his minder to get to whatever his next show was mm. or what have you. And we, you know, he stopped and was very pleasant talking to us about Japanese wrestling. And, uh, <laughs> we've, yeah. we've annoyed many a, many a wrestler in our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. So hopefully this isn't the end, man. No, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, other than what I've maybe run by us, any, any highlights that really stand out for you during ROH's run? Oh, gosh. So many. I think one of the more underrated runs in, in Ring of Honor was James Gibson. You know, mm. When he came back from being Jamie Noble in WWE and he was James Gibson for a while. I really enjoyed that run with yeah. the Country Boy Can Survive theme song. It was just different. And that was very cool. I loved seeing the Noah guys there. Mm. You know, I remember, uh, I forget exactly who was in it, but there was there was Joe there was Kabashi and there was Loki. I think it was Joe and Loki versus Kabashi and somebody and Kabashi chopping Loki. And it just looking like he'd been hit with frying pans or what have you. It was, <laughs> he'd never been hit that hard. And I was, you know, at that point I was so, I was really in awe of Loki. I always thought mm. he just looked like the hardest man alive. And to see this, this huge Japanese, like just beating the ever living out of him was crazy. It was, Oh my God. What's well, so that? It's almost like when you see, you know, like, Anthony Joshua lose or something like that. Like, Whoa, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, that was crazy. It. Yeah. And then I think all the all of the um the evolution of Claudia Castagnoli was really mm. fun to watch. The Matt Seidel Delirious series was yep. great. And one of the most underrated teams going, the Havana Pitbulls. Yeah. I have very fond memories of the Havana Pitbulls. Absolutely. Julia Smokes. Julius Fox, absolutely. How could, you, how could you forget? Oh my word! Yeah. Oh, there's so much. Prince Nana, the whole, the embassy, the whole storyline was great. So, so much, like so much stuff to talk oh, about from man. peak ROH. You know, I do think at some point we maybe need to sit down and just record like a, a ROH like peak years deep dive. We'll do a couple, maybe. Yeah. Let's do a few. You know, and I'd be remiss if we got to the end of this conversation and neither of us have mentioned the um the the punk joe trilogy as well which was yeah. just awesome mind-blowing yeah mind-blowing so there we go so much cool stuff if you haven't ever got into ring of honor of that era it was a very different beast to what you see now and that's not a knock on the current product but it just there's no comparing it, well and the wrestling world was a different place it was it was because it was it was the style before the style, you know, mm. in many ways, one of the difficult things that ring of honor faces these days is that it's created a style that is so popular. Everyone does it. Like we said, WWE main eventers do. Yeah. That's know? Like so, the ha- it's basically the house style everywhere now, isn't it? It is. And so in many ways, they're sort of a victim of their own success, but mm. yeah, look, I think I felt like they were onto something with the, what they were doing more recently, where they're leaning into the pure aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was too little, too late. I sincerely hope not. Um, and it'd be interesting to see where people do land. You know, the it's a it's an interesting time at the second. Mm. 
you know, with the, the landscape, the way it is, in many ways, it could be the shot in the arm the US Indies need. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's a positive that could come from it. Yeah, like obviously we're not, you know, excited that anybody's lost their or pleased anybody's lost their oh, their job God, over no. this. Absolutely not. I'm devastated for them. But you know, I think there is enough high-level pro wrestling companies out there now that I think you know the vast majority of people, I hope, shouldn't have to worry too much about their future employment. Yeah, one hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. So there we go. We'll keep an eye on it. But that's the big news, man. Ring of Honor. Really do hope that they keep going, keep rolling. And, you know, if not, thanks for the memories. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we'll keep you posted on that one moving forward if there's any news coming out of that one. But, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed that ROH keeps rolling on in some form or another and hopefully comes back stronger than ever eventually. Yeah, 100%. So do tweet us or message us with your favourite rh moments that'd be really fun to to read yeah. and to, to discuss and chop up on the socials right we're going to take a quick break and then we're coming back on the other side of the pond to talk about some goings on in japan we move and we're back okay so on this side of the break i want to talk to you liam about ddt are running the tokyo dome cup this Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know much about this. So Not masses. No, no. Fill me in, as Craig David once said. They've previously run an empty arena Tokyo Dome, DDT. Uh, mm. So we had uh, President Takagi taking on Minoru Suzuki in that. Oh, really? Oh, I must go back and watch that. So they've put that up for free on YouTube if um, anybody wants to go ahead and watch that. Oh, nice. Yeah, 100%. So they're returning for an empty arena show at the Tokyo Dome for what they're calling the Tokyo Dome Cup. So we've got five teams all competing uh, at the same time for, I think it's a $5 million yen check to the winning team. Well, you like to think that Takeshita might be able to get himself a new suit then. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on, Taka, you're a gorgeous man. We need to up the suit game. Let me, I'll just run through the, the teams real quick. So we've got the team of Takeshita, Shinma, Ueno and Mao on, on one team. Sona Kamino. Yeah. We've got Chris Brooks, the Brahman brothers, uh, Shu and Kei, and gorgeous Matsuno. And then we've got the pheromones. So, um, <laughs> so Dino, Yuki Eno, uh, Yamashito, Fantastic Aminari, and Tetsuya Hercules Endo. So, you know, not a, not a full-time member of, uh, of pheromones, but, you know, Tetsuya Endo joining them there. And then we've got the Tokyo Joshi contingent. So we've got Yamashita, Akari Noah, Maki Ito and Hyper Mazao. How wild is it that we've interviewed three out of the four of those? <laughs> Pretty wild. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, My absolutely. Gosh. And then we also have Shinya, Aoki, Higuchi, uh, Harata, and X. So who knows who that will be? Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be uh, President uh, Takagi stepping in there. Don't you dare put the president <laughs> in the line of fire once again. We know now what Hikari Noah has in her mind. We have first-hand experience of this, speaking to the woman herself. She has a dastardly plan for <laughs> President Takagi. We must preserve him at all costs, or I else mean, this whole cyber fight thing just goes down the drain. I mean, I mean, if not now, then when? This is the best possible opportunity <laughs> for Noah to plough down Takagi with her exploding van. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, look, man, it's going to be so much fun. You know, and it's it's just cool that they're in the Tokyo Dome yeah. doing stuff. It's just awesome. I, I love the idea of DDT so, in the Tokyo Dome. 
I think this is going to be a really fun one. Classic, no ring, no fan, DDT, you know, just zaniness. It's going to be mental. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. So, you know, this is happening this Sunday, so the 31st, Halloween. So it's going to be, I believe, midday for us here in the UK. So 9pm Japanese time. So the, uh, yeah, the clocks will have gone back by then. Ah, very so, good. Rest of the universe. Yeah, that's just going to be on Rest of the Universe. I think that's going to be heaps of fun. You know, going, going by their previous rojo street wrestling stuff in the past i think this will just be a great time yeah no, it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna chat about that next week as well looking forward to that one big time i suppose the other thing we should talk about real quick is the g1 and the fallout yes. from that over in new Japan. absolutely so a bit of a oh god a bit of an anti-climax man what bad luck really disappointing having, right yeah you know so whilst there's they've had their fair share of unforced errors you know, st- mistakes that, you know, missteps that they could have prevented. They've also more than had their fair share of, um, of, 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 of unforced errors, you know, like stuff like this is these accidents, injuries, you know, for various people across the last year or, you know, oh. things just not going their way. And just poor old Kota Ibushi dislocating his, it was his elbow, I believe. Shoulder, apparently. Uh, the evaluation revealed a right anterior dislocation of the shoulder and joint lip damage. Recovery is expected to take two months per the new japan website just so unfortunate and so i mean he was making history there fourth consecutive g1 final yeah aiming wild. for his aiming for his uh, third win on the on the truck you know he's had a great couple of years in new japan you know like because quite a while kota Ibushi was just like bouncing around as a bit of a freelancer and mm. just was never getting near the top of the the mountain in new japan and yeah. he finally he finally made it and he's just had a real rough old time of things yeah you're right you're right so you know much love to kota that guy always puts so much effort in mm. takes such risks of what he's doing and he probably doesn't need to at this point but no. he still does it anyway yeah. and it was really heartbreaking as well watching okada who was wrestling in the g1 finals yeah. he was clearly distraught by the whole thing Absolutely. as well and yeah it was a rough one it's been a long time coming at putting you know we've had about what two two years you know yes okada's still been a top guy but like not okada you're not yeah so you know this felt like the kind of anointing of him back being you know classic rainmaker top guy okada yeah. and just you know and it really felt that this injury happened just as the the match was really kind of entering the stretch and was going to kick into top gear and really you know drive it home because it was a really fun match up to that point but you know yeah any match that ends due to a real life injury is just heartbreaking to to see and especially this after the weeks and weeks of build throughout the G1 to get to this point and then for it to finish like that what a, what a bummer yeah truly symptomatic of the the ills that New Japan have faced, you know, over the last two years, really. Mm. Um, just rough, man. I did see a, a tweet which um, made me smile. Um, it was the Super J cast retweeted this. And this fella says, Okada wins the belt on January 4th. Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 on January 5th begins with Naito stepping out of the shower and his LIJ prior Evil is there asking if he's ready for his big match against Okada. The double gold dash final. The last two years were just the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm actually fully in favor of that. Yeah, I'd and be okay with that. Just reset everything. Just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it'd be a shame to lose certain things like Jeff Cobb's ascent, the good stuff with Despy, 
there's been bits there's mm. been stuff that's mm. been good in isolation but, but, yeah. but do you know what man if that was on the table i think i'd take it <laughs> i think i'd take it oh point. no oh oh dear. Poor but there we go so look man Kota's going to be back that's good news i hope he doesn't rush um you know and you think he had his he had his um illness as well that kept him out for yeah. quite a while the i can't remember it was a type of pneumonia yeah just had a real real rough time of things he's not the youngest of dudes either yeah absolutely you wouldn't know it to look at him but he's in his late 30s now you know mm. bless him i hope he's okay i'm sure he will be and i, I know he's gonna come yeah. back with a vengeance like he always does the fact that we got big macho Carter back is very exciting it is and what's even more exciting is that big match Okada has got that IWGP belt with him as well. Not yeah, the how cool IWGP is that? world heavyweight title, but just the world title. He's brought back the original belt. He was never on board with the new one. And this is really interesting. And this is what, mm. I don't know, I look at that tweet and think, do you know what? Maybe they might <laughs> just forget all of that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just-, just there you go. Okada's back. You've got the belt back. All is right in the world. Let's move forward. That's absolutely fine by me. So, I, yeah, I think, you know, we're on the the road to Wrestle Kingdom now. You know, we've got Power Struggle coming up, which looks like should be a really fun card. It does. Um, it looks like a very good card, actually. So, yeah, I, I think I think we could be looking at a damn good Wrestle Kingdom. Three nights this year. I'm still a bit unsure about that. but you I'm know, not unsure. I'm wholeheartedly against yeah, it. Um, yeah. yeah. So t- time will tell. You know, I do think they would benefit from of reducing it back to to one night until such time as crowds are back to normal and the world is back to normal. Yeah, 100%. There we go. Big up New Japan. Keep the, keep your head up, guys. Keep going. I think, gee, unless there's anything else, we should probably pause there because we went long with Jay earlier <laughs> in the week. So we, we, we just had such a good time. It was, we, you did. Know, we didn't want to, we didn't want to stop. No, we didn't. And there's probably actually still some questions we left oh, on the table. 100%. We could have, so hopefully we'll get Jay back on. But anyway, next week, we are going to be talking about the Gate of Destiny 2021, our first ever show review for a Dragon Gate show. We do hope you can join us for that one. And we're also going to talk about the DDT Tokyo Dome card, as Gareth alluded to earlier. So it's going to be fun. The Tokyo Dome Cup, really looking forward to chatting through both of those shows. There we go, folks. I think that pretty much does it for us. So have a wonderful weekend. Get at us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. It's at WrestlingPod. That's Wrestling About The E. You can go to WrestlingPod.com. Again, Wrestling About The E for all the links, where to listen, personal Twitters, etc. And it's WrestlingPod at gmail.com. Again, Wrestling About The E. If you want to shoot us an email, please do. We absolutely love hearing from you. That pretty much does us. So in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the graphs. <laughs>